From Audible, I'm Mark Ashby. From USA Today Travel section, Nancy Trejos writes, Beyond Pot, Amsterdam's Got a Lot. The Hotel Droge is housed in a 17th-century building in the historic center of Amsterdam. But walk inside, and you'll very much feel like part of the 21st century. A design shop features such unusual and whimsical accessories as a lamp shaped like a milk bottle and a chair made of rags to promote recycling. Then there's the drogue classic known as the Chest of Drawers, which has been exhibited at New York's Museum of Modern Art. Designer Teo Remy bundled together several old drawers to create one chest. It was his way of criticizing consumerism in 1991 when he created the piece, but it remains popular to this day, at a price tag of about $22,000. It's a very distinct design flavor, says Lara Mikoki, Drogue's publicist. It's about the dry humor of the Dutch. It's witty, informed. The Hotel Drogue is a loose interpretation of a hotel. Only one room, located on the top floor, can be reserved. The one and only bedroom is actually an impeccably decorated one-bedroom apartment with impressive views of rooftops of neighboring buildings. To many U.S. travelers, Amsterdam has always been known for its picturesque canals, historic houses, and, much to the chagrin of its tourism officials, a red-light district filled with coffee shops where most adults can buy marijuana legally. But now that marijuana has been legalized in U.S. states such as Colorado, Oregon, and Washington, travelers no longer have to cross the Atlantic for such forbidden pleasures. This small Dutch city wants to be known for its other attributes, its world-class museums, vibrant dining scene, and trend-setting design and architectural accomplishments. People still think this is party paradise, says Machtad Lichtwood, manager of press and communications at Amsterdam Marketing. It's not. Lichtwood says the city has closed many of the coffee shops and allowed entrepreneurs and designers to take over the spaces. It has also spent billions of dollars on refurbishing historic buildings, including the famed Rijksmuseum, which houses many Vermeers and Rembrandts, including the latter's masterpiece, The Night Watch. Designed by Pierre Kuypers, the castle-like building that blends neo-Gothic and neo-Renaissance elements first opened in 1885. It shuttered its doors for a decade, starting in 2003 for a renovation. Since reopening in 2013, it's been one of Amsterdam's most visited museums. Similarly, the Stedelijk Museum, which debuted in 1895, reopened in 2012 after a four-year rehab. Located in the same square as the Rijksmuseum, the museum is devoted to modern and contemporary art and design, displaying works by Vincent van Gogh, Henri Matisse, Vasily Kandinsky, Andy Warhol, Jackson Pollock, and many other notable artists. We invested in buildings again because we have so much art and culture, Leifut says. The buildings just needed to be modernized. This theme comes up again and again in Amsterdam. There seems to be an ongoing appetite for old buildings, says Frank Uffen, a partner at the Student Hotel, a chain of hotels that doubles as student housing. We don't tear things down anymore, we reuse it. The recently opened Student Hotel in Amsterdam's city center once housed a newspaper printing facility. Now students and hotel guests sleep in loft-like rooms and hang out in meticulously curated public spaces such as a TED Talk booth. The city's architecture is such a part of its identity that it has an entire institute devoted to it. The Arkham, 
The Amsterdam Center for Architecture is housed in an aluminum pavilion by architect René van Zouk, itself an example of the inventive modern creations blending in with the beloved relics of the city's golden age. A waterside facade is made entirely of glass. Each Friday, visitors can take a crash course on Amsterdam's architecture and urbanism at Arkham. Ivan Frankinet, director of Arkham, describes how Amsterdam came about at the end of the 13th century when a dam was constructed where the river Amstel flowed into the Zuiderzee. A port was built around the dam. As trade and fishing thrived, the city continued to expand. More canals and bridges were built. We have more bridges than Venice, she says. But the population expanded faster than housing, and the city had to build new residential districts beyond the ring of canals. Today, that expansion is continuing with the city even building new districts on a series of artificial islands. De Keuvel is an example of the kind of sustainable urban development.